Hello and welcome to the Sacred Space Storytelling Podcast, a place where we will dive deep into epic discussions on birth, motherhood, womanhood, rites of passage, and so much more. We are your hosts, Lucy, a mama of four, a birth keeper, a women's worker, and a past midwife who has left the system in the pursuit of truly being with woman. And Christy, a mama of three, birth and pregnancy advocate, community service worker with a strong interest in the shamanic dimensions of the journey from girlhood into womanhood and beyond. Come with us now as we unravel today's conversation. Okay, welcome to the Sacred Space Storytelling Podcast, Season 2, Episode 5. We have the most amazing guest with us today, a guest actually very close to my heart, Amanda Harris. Amanda is a mother, an award-winning psychic mentor, medium, healer, therapist, and soul guide. She's wildly passionate about empowering women and does this through one-on-one sessions, women's circles, retreats, workshops, and webinars. And she's also one of my best friends, soul sisters in the whole wide world. I've been waiting for her to come on this podcast since we fucking first started this podcast. (laughs) And she's here. She's a quick talker. She knows what she's talking about. And she's about to inspire the shit out of all of us. So welcome, sister. Welcome. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Christy and Lucy. I'm really excited to be here. And, yeah, I mean, it's been in the works for a while. I think from the very beginning I was like, yes, I will come on that potty. Um, And I'm really happy that we have finally made space today to do that. As always, the timing is always divine. Always divine. Um, I wanted to to come on and just speak a little bit about my own birth story. I I think I look at there's a lot that I do do. I work with mindset, I work with energy, I'm you know, work with predominantly women. And generally when I'm on, you know, podcasts or radio or or being a guest, that's sort of what I'm speaking to. And today I'm really excited to actually speak about my birthing journey mm-hmm. and how how the connection that I have you know, fostered with myself over these past five years, deeply impacted my pregnancy, birthing and postpartum journey. And mm. your, like, I have to say it before you, your birth story, because mm. you've got three three kids. Yes, yeah. I'm actually godmother to one. I like to say that <laughs> all, but anyway. Um, <laughs> your birth story is, like, really inspirational. Like it actually had Lucy and I on our knees. Like we were like, <laughs> wow. Like, and it sort of changed the trajectory in a lot of ways because it's like you can, like how you approach that. You went all in. Yeah. Yeah, like absolutely. You, there was no stone left unturned. You went like to the mm-hmm. depths of your fucking soul. Ooh, like, I know. I even remember like sending you audios and just being like, I felt like I was birthing again. Just yeah. With- I was just yeah. like, I'm just so proud of you. Like I, I remember, like I remember, <laughs> I remember sending you photos of um the top of my anus, going, look, the purple line's there, it's coming, it's coming, <laughs> and you cry, like writing back, going, I'm crying, like <laughs> this is so big, um because it was, and I think you know, like a lot of women, um I was really disconnected from myself for my first two children in in terms of the pregnancy journey and birthing journey. 
um, with my first child, she's Georgia's nearly 11. She's turning 11 shortly. And, you know, the pregnancy was beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but it was very superficial. So it was beautiful in that I was like, oh, this is exciting. I'm going to be a mom. Like, but there was really no depth because I actually didn't know myself very well at that time. I didn't know myself um, and I hadn't sort of gone down that that realm of personal development or even of, of, of my own history of my own story or my own birth, you know, my birth. Um, and so with Georgia, I was told very early on I'd be having a cesarean. I'd had a back injury a few years prior and the doctor just said, look, if you birth, if you attempt to naturally birth this child, you will probably not be able to ever walk again. Wow. And I didn't I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. I didn't question it. There was not even a part of me that thought this doesn't feel right. Mm. In fact, the people I was around at that time were like, this is so cool. Like my sisters had birth um, early. They'd had young like children when they were quite young. And I remember them saying, oh, you're so lucky you get a Caesar. And so that wow. was the programming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was surrounded by women who were so disconnected Um I mean, through no fault of their own, it is what it is, right? I mean, they hadn't been shown how to connect with themselves either. And so, you know, I went into that um, thinking it was a deep experience, but it fucking wasn't. It was, it was mm. so... How wild is that, though, like with the cesarean thing? Because I remember that too, like hearing yeah. that going, oh, you get a C-section, how lucky. And thinking yeah. I mean, we were like young maidens and thinking... Fuck, I definitely get a cesarean. Like, yeah. I don't want to be coming out my vagina. Don't wreck my vagina. That whole yeah. bullshit story that, like, has just been going around the collective for years, which is absolutely. The boys won't think I'm hot anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I had the cesarean and I did not. Um, look, I do remember having her, it, it was a bit traumatic. Um, in, in that we had planned for Luke to come in, my husband to come in. He was all scrubbed up. So our, we didn't have a birth plan. We weren't that sort of deeply connected, but we just went, um, okay, we're going into theatre. Hubby will come in. I'll be awake and have this this spinal and the, the baby will come. I had, it was definitely the opposite of sacred. So my husband's mm. whole family were there. My, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law were all sitting at the hospital and we all went in together. And, you know, then they sat, I remember getting the bloods done before the, the operation and, and or the, the, the surgery and um, they were all just sitting there waiting and that was just normal. That's you know, sort of, in a way though, it's sort of beautiful in a way that they yeah. they were all there like for you. I look, when I look back on it, I go, for me, I felt supported. I didn't feel like it was it, but, but knowing what I know now, I'm like, yeah. oh my God, that was a really sacred time for yeah. me and my husband. And we didn't even know to honour that. Yeah, <laughs> right. We were like, come on in. Come yeah, on in. It, yeah, it wasn't intentional. Right, absolutely. Very yeah. unintentional, very unconscious, actually. Yeah. You know, and it came from a place of love. So Luke, this was the first grandchild. So you know, everyone was there. Even yeah. his aunties, they were all there within an hour of the me being in the room. Everyone just poured on in. And, yeah. and it was normal. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I get it. Um yeah. and so we got we've gone into to the room before theatre and, and we were excited. We were like, oh my god, we're gonna be parents, right? And the the surgeon came in and he said, oh, have you had a back injury? And I said, yeah, yeah, I, I met with you, the anaesthetist, sorry. So I met with you, we've organised this and I'm just having a spinal. He said, no, no, I can't give you a spinal. You've had a back injury. It's too dangerous. I'm going to have to put you to sleep. And oh, wow. There was no, like, prep. There was nothing. It was like, we're going in now. Um, sorry, Luke, you need to wait outside. And I remember just going, <gasps> and just being so scared. And they didn't. 
hold me. They didn't give me any time to process. They said, we need to go in. We're putting you to sleep now. That was oh, it. It's Luke. so gnarly, isn't it? Like, but oh. I know, because like, I know what you, well, I know what you were like, but I know what I was like back then too. And it would just been like, oh, this is, I better do what I was told. Like, right. Like, right. There was no the questioning. I just, like, yeah. Like that's his authority. Like, right. It's authority. Yeah. And I, I fear, absolute fear. I got put to sleep in fear. And the next thing I knew, Luke was standing beside me holding Georgia. Mm. And so I've like, and, and, you know, general anaesthetic, right, it's fucking hectic. Like I woke up and it was like my, it was very challenging for me to feel flow in the connection because I felt like I missed a big chapter. Yeah, so disjointed. Right. I was like, you know, we were going to be awake for this. We planned to be awake for this. We looked at videos and, you know, it was, we wouldn't be awake. Um, and so I remember Luke holding her and I went to cry and the pain from the, the cesarean was so intense. And so I spent at least the first day just in a bit of a blur because I was like, this is fucking what she's here, but I've missed this step. So I was trying to puzzle it, you know, back yeah. together. Yeah. Wow. Like- yeah. It's just so like discombobulating. Because yeah. we're animals, aren't we? Like we're we're so we're actually animals, and you ne- and right. So it's like you can you can intellectualize it as much as you want, but there's that primal right. part of you that needs to know that she's yours and she came out of your body, and right? Like, and you missed that, right? Mm. Right. And you know, I did not have mm. at the time. I was 27. I didn't have the awareness or the connection with myself to be able to articulate what I was feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't say, oh, energetically, there's a disconnect because I wasn't actually present when she came out or mm-hmm. I'm feeling this way because I just did not have the awareness. And so I, I you know, I felt quite alone in that. And, and you know, I remember connecting with her and, and really having to try to connect with her because it felt like I was missing a piece. And look, that was sort of her her um birthing story and of course you know I went on and had the most incredible connection with her and 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 absolutely loved my 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 journey into mothering and with our second um and she's a very strong oh wise my god sensitive amazing amazing yeah the, the most amazing soul and you know, look, there are little little mirrored pieces to her birth and journey <laughs> that, that show now, you know, and, and I think oh, that's that's probably another another potty to discuss that that correlation. Yes. But um with Luca, I was sort of in a space of coming back home to myself during that pregnancy. Um so second I'd had baby. Second baby, yep. So it was three years later, we we chose to conceive him. I was still kind of hadn't found my place in the world in terms of my passion and work. So I was sort of starting to feel that calling really deep within what me. What were you stuff. doing then? I was actually working in an old people's home oh. um, in reception and I and doing cleaning on the side. And yeah. I, um, you know, with, with him, I'd, I'd started meditating. I'd started kind of getting back into cards and crystals. And, and I mean, I remember going down to the beach and just sitting on a full moon and releasing. So I'd started dipping my toe into connection with self. But you've, and, ser- in all honesty, you've sort of been like that since like we're in year three. Well, I mean, look, I always can. <laughs> in, yeah, in his but, way. Yeah. He's always had his way. Like the depths, right? The depths it, or something. It was the just, depth. Yeah. Yep. Having him in me, it was kind of like, and, and I remember I was going to these classes, these kind of um, meditation classes. I was I was seeking, 
I was going, I was seeking, right? And, um, you know, with Luca, um, when I was eight months pregnant with him, my sister passed away to suicide. Mm. So that was fucking huge. Oh. And the, look, the birthing with him, we went, we recognised with him that we didn't want to repeat. I actually knew at that point being pregnant again that I was kind of robbed um, with Georgia. So we got a private obstetrician. And we lived down the coast. We travelled to the city to see this private obstetrician with the focus being we're going to be awake. We will be awake for this child. And we even thought about having a natural birth. And we'd spoken to him about that. And he said, look, I'll support you. I think you can absolutely have a VBAC. Um, you know, let's plan for this VBAC. So with the private obstetrician, a public one wouldn't even look at me for a VBAC. It was this, this private guy and he was amazing. We had gone down this route of um, birthing naturally. And the pregnancy was beautiful. And then, as I said, a month before, um, you know, he was to come, my sister had passed away and I was catapulted into survival mode. Um, and, yeah. you know, that is, again, that that's definitely um, a story for another day because I really want to focus on the birthing realm here. Um, mm. But I went in and seen him and he said, look, Amanda, I think that we best you know, really just support your overall wellness and have a cesarean. He said, I will support you if you want to go vaginal, but I'm looking at you and I'm concerned about your capacity to do this. And mm. I was honestly felt dead on the inside. Because I was like, I, like, if you don't mind me like saying, yeah. I remember at your sister's funeral, you getting mm. up and I'm like, you know, just me being very protective of you as well. Just sorry, Prim's here again, everyone. Um, <laughs> And you've got this big belly looking like you're honestly just about to give birth and yeah. doing a eulogy for your sister, like one of your best friends, your sister was yeah. as well, and just thinking she's not there. Yeah. Like and she's I wasn't. just not there. I definitely wasn't, Christy. Yeah. Um, I, I actually can't remember much of her funeral. In fact, when my mum passed away recently, the, the funeral was in the same church and it looked so different. Yeah, it did. I was like, oh, this is, this, is this really the same church because I was so... For survival, I had to check out. Mm, I had yeah. to. You know, there was nothing. I, I You also organised that funeral as well. Like it, oh, the whole thing, the yeah. whole thing. You know, we yeah. we we had to, I was eight months pregnant, cleaning out her whole entire life belongings and, and you know, yeah, organising her funeral and supporting, you know, supporting um, my my immediate family through that, right? Yeah. Um, and I, the strength that I that I leaned on, though, to be able to do that was just massive. And my gifts, my my intuitive knowing, really came online at that point. I remember yeah. the night she she transitioned, and I had to drive from Batemans Bay to Young. It's about a five hour drive, and uh, maybe four hours. Sorry. Um, my husband at the time was very unconscious. Like he he was just tired, and he wasn't who he is now and I remember him saying I'm not driving too young it's fucking one o'clock in the morning and I was felt like I was going to go into labor I'm like this is I'm in shock and I'm like I need to get there so I actually drove while he slept beside me with Georgia in the back drove this trip through the middle of the adrenaline night adrenaline as well like right yeah. right and I remember coming through Marin Bateman and being shown my sister on this paddock and it, her energy and the most incredible colors of light swirling around her and hearing the song Angels by Robbie Williams, and it was so fucking profound. And it was like in that moment I just went, she's healing, like she's having the most incredible healing. And it was this absolute moment of um, peace and knowing that she was okay, yeah. you know, just knowing. And so I from then onwards was like, okay, let's get this shit done. 
let's clean out her house, let's support her children, her four children and and my mom and, you know, everyone else. And so, you know, it was that last four weeks of, of pregnancy, um, largely in survival mode, coming in and out. And when I was in my body, I was in therapist supporting people mode. And when I was out of my body, that was because I, I was couldn't didn't have the capacity to feel the grief right yeah. um so when I had Luke when I had that appointment I said yeah let's let's go with Caesar hmm. let's go with Caesar I, I can't do it I can't I have no I have nothing left in me I'm, I'm barely surviving um and you know we we had Luca we got to stay awake it was really beautiful for Luke um for me it was like birthing a brick yeah I, I first time I held him I felt like I was holding a brick I've hmm. I had no connection to this beautiful little boy that I wanted so dearly because I had no connection to myself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I had to disconnect to survive. Um, you know, so with Luca, um, yeah, couldn't connect with him mm-hmm. because I was out of my body. I was, I was, I was grieving my heart being shattered into all these pieces. And the first 12 months of his life, I was largely disconnected. Like I, logically like you were saying before Lucy like in my mind I was like yeah I love this boy he's my child but in my body I was like I was still in shock mm. you know I mean it was he almost nearly died as well so he got they he, they thought he had sepsis and he was in ICU for a bit and you know I remember just going he's gonna die and and being in fear going this baby's gonna die and I I was in such a state that I remember sitting down outside the hospital with my father-in-law saying I'll just trade him and I remember Warren saying, what are you talking about? And I said, they can take Luper. I just want my sister back. And wow. that's like the space I was in. You know, it was fucking so heavy. So, you know, after that birth, it became, you know, I'm not breastfeeding him because I just want to get off my fucking head. I can't do this. This is way too much. I, I didn't have any true awareness of self, still hadn't really discovered the depths of my being um, yeah. and just got stoned. And on the weekends, I'd take cocaine and I'd also started drinking, which I was never a drinker, but I'd drink on weekends. Yeah. And, you know, so sort of in sabotage slash survival, yeah. I was matching the pain that I felt internally. I'd match that with taking on people and things of that same vibration. Yeah. Of of I dark. remember that so clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're going to fast forward, like had a brief marriage separation. You know, I, um, so many things occurred. I took my, my sister's child come and live with us for a while. So much happened. And, you know, I had my biggest awakening probably would have been nearly two years after Luca was born when I just went, fuck, like no one's coming to save me. Yeah. No one, you know, fuck. <laughs> and like I Googled like sibling loss, um, you know, survivors of suicide. I Googled like grief. I, I tried so hard to heal myself through Google because we're so lucky yeah. to have that. Um, you know, I didn't have anybody in my immediate family to support me because I was the supporter. Um, mm. And I, you know, really was just trying to escape it. And I became really ultra aware that I'm just going in circles. I'm numbing and coming back and numbing. And I convinced myself that I was doing well. My children were still, you know, fed, looked after, going, you know, Georgia had started kindy. And so I'd had this sort of, it looked like I was going okay, but on the inside I was fucking struggling. And so I took myself on a a week. You've always been good at that though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's like make sure. looks like so like legit. Yep. Make sure it all. And because I pulled that capacity that I had to make sure my children or make sure 
you know, this is not getting affected. Yeah. And just mm. internally at the time, I would just hold at it. At the time, yeah. Yeah. And so I took myself on a week-long retreat and that changed my life. Um, the, the owner there, um, Patria King, she, and it was a You Can Heal Your Life retreat, and she um, she told me that she lost her brother to suicide at 30. Wow. And yeah. I remember going, holy fuck, so it's possible to survive this? Yeah. Like there's somebody else in the world that's lost a sibling to suicide at the same age as me and they've gone on and made this incredible like you know um business and life and and you know inspirational sort of journey for others from that pain and it just planted a seed and from then on it was it was heal time mm-hmm. it was like fucking let's heal this like and I leaned in and you know countless healing like what so much healing so many um energetic healing so much subconscious reprogramming I became really obsessed with understanding myself understanding the world and you when you think about it too sorry for butting in also you had what our experiences when we were 14 right we had a friend that was in our group like forever like what we're 14 years old that also committed suicide and I remember like us being told that at school just I'll never forget like looking over at you and just we're just like what the fuck everyone was just having a breakdown but nobody yeah. understood and we actually didn't really, when you think about it, we didn't have anyone there to help us understand what the fuck that was. No, no, we didn't. We, like we, we definitely didn't. We like or, or like we only had it. That's why we're so close as well because right. we only had each other to actually. And it was so foreign. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're talking, that was back in like what, 1999 maybe? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think 99. And so it was really um before kind of I guess we could call the suicide sort of fucking pandemic began. I didn't even know what suicide was yeah no we we didn't um and so when I lost my sister I actually remember seeing Christine and love her to love her love her Ashley's Ashley's mum and I remember seeing her saying I thought I understood I really thought I I I understood the pain that you went through fuck no I had no idea. Mm. Like it's so yeah. different in that inner being your sister or child, yeah. or you know, and she looked at me and she said, Yeah, you know. Um, and so, you know, the the most incredible sort of pivot occurred um, you know, the uh, probably two years postpartum of Luca, where I just became absolutely solid in my knowing that yeah. I was starting fresh. Um, it was like no more drugs. I underwent a really deep <clears throat> hypnosis meditation where I was shown my heart sort of shattered and had this deep connection with my higher self that I need to give my heart love to heal that, not things of that same shattered vibration and the drugs and the escapism and all that was that was the same vibration as heartbreak of grief, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's what began. So I began doing that and it was, you know, an incredible journey home to self. I actually became a learning support teacher in this time, um, <clears throat> working with children, um, Done a whole lot of training and studying, so became also a like Amanda. Just just to put it out there, any single job since we were younger that Amanda has gone for, I'm not kidding you. Within two weeks, she's the CEO <laughs> <laughs> or the manager or the yeah. supervisor. Like she's like you, like she's very unique <laughs> because I have this drive, right? And so when I I'm like I'm doing that. I'm absolutely doing yeah. it. The same thing happened with the teaching, right? I I studied, I travelled to Canberra from like fucking in the middle of the bush. So we moved to the bush and that's when I undertook a lot of the healing. Um, and I travelled to Canberra three times a week. I studied full-time while running a clean business. Um, yeah. 
and, and having Luke grow Georgia and, and trying to understand myself and, you know, became a learning support teacher and then went, I'm going to do my Bachelor of Education so I can be a teacher teacher, you know. So constantly that up level and that's just, you know, within me and this excitement of um, knowing that I turned a corner Life. really gave me this fucking drive, right? Yeah. And I, it was a moment that I, I worked with a lady named Joanne Antoon and she's the founder of CTC Therapy and this is like subconscious reprogramming and hypnosis and deep healing and that really changed my life. And I remember in a hypnosis with her that I was showing myself above the earth and I was looking down and it's so fucking vivid. I was looking down on the earth and it was like looking at a city from above, right? So much happening. And I was showing this ambulance and I was myself as energy and I had two energies behind me being my soul guides. And I recall that they were saying, are you sure? Are you sure you want to go in in this lifetime and lose your sister? Like it will nearly break you. It's going to require everything you've got. And I remember feeling fucking excited. As a soul, I was like, yep, send me in. I'm so ready. And then, of course, I was born and birthed and forgot how fucking powerful I was for 32 years, which is mm-hmm. what happens to all of us. Right? We all are. We had this conversation right. before we came on. Right. And so, you know, that too was like I chose this. I chose this path. It was not my job, you know, to fix her or to save her or to keep a kid. We all chose this and this was part of my journey home to myself. So um, after, you know, Luca and, and the moving into the bush, life occurred and I, I really got onto my, my journey of healing others and I became so passionate because I went, no one fucking could help me. No one could yeah. help me um, heal from this. So now it's my job to share this, right? Um, and so shared, I did. I, I stopped teaching. I had, you know, the, the great job with great money at the Catholic school and I quit and launched my business full time um, and went all in. And, you know, this is nearly four years ago now and I've just, you know, been able to support and empower hundreds of probably thousands actually of mainly women yeah. in connecting with themselves. So I think with my learning, with my healing, a lot of it was breath connecting in with the breath to move through the post-traumatic stress disorder, move through the anxiety and the depression that I'd been sort of diagnosed with. A lot of it was um, coming into my breath, coming into my heart space, doing a lot of meditation. The, The bulk of the work that I had done to heal from the passing of my sister was all around connecting with my being, with me, with my, mm. with who I am as a soul, not as a human, right? And and this connecting with the expansiveness of who I truly am. And for years, I asked for another child. When I say asked, I said to my husband, "Let's go again." There's another baby here. There's another baby. <laughs> rang me, and you're like, "I think I was pregnant with Prim," and you're like, "I think yeah. I'm going to have another one too." But Luke's not on board. But I'm like, "But he will be." <laughs> <laughs> 100%, 100%. So, you know, we, we for years I felt him and, and, and you know, it was introduced at the start. So I, at, the, at this point in my journey, I was a practising full-time psychic medium healer therapist. I got all these tickets, done all this learning and, you know, absolutely fucking loving and thriving, thriving in my life, empowering people. And I could feel this baby so strongly. And my husband's like, absolutely not. Um, for context, Luca um, is quite high needs. So he has all the kind of the fucking letters beside his name, right? You know, he just, he's, he's, he's a. He's actually he's, also a healer. He's a healer and he's a unique seeing, feeling child in this world that they want all these kids to go into fucking boxes. Yeah. yeah. He's right. Like so, he's on to it. He, he, oh, fucking all over it. So he's, you know, 
I mean, his name means bringer of light, right? But he, so he's, he's, um, yeah, he's a lot for us in our human. He's our biggest teacher. So my husband's like, you know, I don't know if we have the capacity to support another Luca, basically. You know, if Georgia, oh, yeah, easy. And I just went, it's a girl. And I felt her. I actually said, what's your name? And I heard Daisy. And it was getting closer and closer and louder and louder. And this one day I said to my husband, let's just fucking do it. Let's just do it. <laughs> and I, I suppose I got him in what I would call a wish. now. Get into the bed now. <laughs> um, and look, we had a lot going on. Was, my mum was living with us. We were caring for her. Um, business is just fucking thriving. And I, he's like, my husband's very logical. What about business? Fucking easy. I'll have the baby in here with me in the office. Like everything was just like. You know who his wife is? <laughs> right. Do you know who I am? <laughs> and so um, we, we, he literally said yes. We were out of the veranda. And then we walked inside and I was like, well, shall we? And we went in and very consciously conceived this child. And I thought, walked in, made love, walked in. (laughs) And, um, you know, two days later I was on the couch and you can catch this this story on my um, Instagram or Facebook page where I actually felt the conception, the magic, the energy inside me. And it was fucking profound. It was two days after we had made love and I looked at him and could hardly speak. And I went, I'm pregnant. Like I'm pregnant. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I can literally feel fucking life in me right now. And please do read the story because it's, 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 where is it? It's on my Facebook and Instagram page. Um, and it's just a couple of weeks ago. Um, like on a post? Could you, uh, yeah, on a post. If you go onto Instagram, you can see the post and it's one where it shows I'm that. I'm going to share it on our page. Please do. If they show the scientific, um, they just were able to capture inside a woman's uterus the moment of conception and they've noticed there's actually a beam of light when that happens. And I'd seen this on Instagram and, holy fuck, I felt that. So I shared <laughs> I shared that part of my story. And so so began the deepest fucking journey of my entire life, being pregnant with Sion. Um, you know, I was maybe 15 weeks and there was no heartbeat at the doctor's and the doctor was like freaking out going, you need an immediate ultrasound. And I just said, you know what? If there is, there is. If there isn't, there isn't. I'd never felt such trust and deep connection and belief in myself. She goes, oh, you need to ring your husband and make sure he's there with you. And I said, no, I'm fine. And I remember like going to that ultrasound and ringing Luke and going, they're saying there's no heartbeat, but I just, I don't feel like I need to worry at all. Like I just, I just do not feel any concern. And of course, I didn't need to worry. They'd done the ultrasound, and you know, she was even funny. She's like, "If you got somebody to be here with you," and I'm like, "No, I'm absolutely fine. Like, this mm. feels fine." And and it was. And I, everything about my fucking world changed during my pregnancy. The way that I held my clients, the way that I held myself, the way that I held my my children, everything was deep and like fucking just being in this wild twilight zone of like go-go gadget feelings like everything was like deep everything um you know it was like I could go out on a bush walk and it was like the birds were in slow motion it was like the fucking butterflies were in slow motion like it was just so deep and it was because the for the few years prior I had been connecting so deeply with myself and I realized in the pregnancy with Zeon that I'd actually never truly had a connecting pregnancy ever like yeah. I felt everything every kick every everything 
like everything. And, you know, I, I wanted more as well. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I want more. I'm actually, I'm going to birth this child. And, you know, everyone's, the, the system said no, absolutely not. We you are. Came, you came up against some gnarly roadblocks, hey? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I'd made my mind up that I was going to naturally birth this child at the start. And um, the I went into the, the appointment and, you know, with the, the midwife and she said, sorry, you can't do that. You've already had two cesareans. You absolutely cannot birth this child. Um, you are going to, if you want to, you're going to need to go to Canberra and that's three hours from us. Um, and if you do go to Canberra, you'll have to move up there for at least a month in advance um, and in case you're going to labour and they'll have to accept you as a patient. And I remember going, what the fuck? No, 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 this is absolutely not happening. And I'd spoken to Christy. We connected so much during this time because I was like, the system's telling me this, but I know in my body that I, what I fucking am creating and what I'm choosing this to be. You know, there was, was a few things there where we were just like, what the? F did they really say that to you? Yeah, I yeah. I remember exactly what I said. Oh, I can, I can. So, you know, I was told... Um, you know, you're basically if you if you try to birth this child, you're not only putting their life at risk, but your life at risk. And you know, I remember sitting with this obstetrician. This is probably mid twenty weeks, and she said to me, I, "She goes, what are you going to do?" I said, "I'm just going to come here in labour. I'll try and labour at home, and then I'll come here when I'm in established labour." And she goes, "You can't do that." I said, "Why not?" And she goes, "Because we don't have theatre staff at night." And I said, "Yeah, but if someone comes in for a car accident, you've got theatre staff." And like, I won't even. What do you mean? Like you're assuming I'll need theatre? And she said, yeah, I am. You've had two cesareans. I am assuming you will end up in an emergency cesarean and it will be life or death. And I said, so let's just say there's no theatre staff. There's a bed there. You're a professional obstetrician, a highly trained obstetrician. Would you not, like, if I'm fucking in labour and something's wrong with the baby, would you not, like, cut the baby out? And she goes, absolutely not because a baby is not considered life until its first breath. So I'm actually not allowed to save a baby unless I'm in theatre. I can save your life. I can do what I can to save your life while we're waiting for theatre. And I said, so if this baby's under distress, has no heartbeat, you you wouldn't do anything? She said, no, I'd have my hands tied. And I just remember thinking, what the fuck? Like, so brutal in there. Like you mean there's so numbed out and shut oh, down. And she, you know, she was she was really um convicted in the way that she was sharing this with me as well. Maybe telling me and me going, whoa, I just need a second. I cried because I left. I was like, what do you mean it's this it's not life? Like it's not worth saving this. Mind you, we're talking about if we were 38, 39, 40, 41 weeks pregnant, that it's not a life. Like, what the fuck? And you know, then they said to me, they actually rang me one day and said, Oh we've actually got your records from Canberra and we've noticed that you've had a let's procedure. Now that is um, when you have cells on your cervix that aren't great and they remove the cells, right? They take out like a little bit of your, like a lining of your cervix to prevent it from turning into cancer. And this was fucking six years before, long time before. And I said, yeah, I have, oh, well, no, you're really high risk. That's really high risk. You know, you definitely cannot be trying to birth this child. Not only are you a geriatric mother at, <laughs> at, fucking, at 37? Not only are you a geriatric mother, not only have you had two previous cesareans, but you've also had a let's procedure. Now you are beyond high risk, beyond high risk. 
And so they just fed this narrative to me. And I would leave there. I'd go in because I had a lot of blood pressure stuff going as well. So I'd go in. They're like, oh, you might have preeclampsia. Every time I went there, it was like fear, 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 fear. Mm. And so what I started doing was just telling them that I was going to go to Canberra. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll go to Canberra. Um, and then that kind of fizzled out because Canberra said we won't have you. You'd have to go to Sydney. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, mind you, it had been seven years since I'd had a cesarean. So it wasn't like I just had one, like a seven-year gap. Um, I'd spoken to at this point, like both Christy and, and Lucy, um, you know, I'd reached out to you at this point as well, just going like, am I being like unreasonable to think that I can do this? <laughs> yes. Well, you're up. It's like you against the world. Like, of course, like you just like, you know, like you don't really. You're up against a big system. It, and it they're really not giving was. you unbiased information and supporting you as the mother. They're just right. spewing fear at you to get you to do what they want and what makes them feel more comfortable. Absolutely. That's what it became, and didn't it? It wasn't even it like giving it you did. proper information. It was like, we can't, we can't take you on. Like we, we couldn't have that here. And I ended up connecting with an incredible midwife, Sophie. She has um, a business birthed and beyond. And she was amazing. She very mm. quietly said to me, Amanda, don't worry about it. Going to labor at home. Let's do hypnobirthing together so that you can actually, you know, even get a deeper connection with your body. And she ended up saying, um, you know, you're right, basically. She said the way the system is um designed is that if one woman, one person has a complication, basically every other human being can never be given that opportunity to birth mm. because of that one. Because of that one. And, you know, she was very empowering to me. She even just, I've got a negative blood type and I would always, at previous pregnancies, I would just do what they said, have the injection. You know, I would do the blood glucose because that's just what I was, the glucose test, I was just told to do that. And she was like, do you actually know what this anti-D injection is? And I was like, no, what do you mean? And I Googled it and it was fucking literally men, men you know, men um, donating their blood their, their normal blood to be put into my body for me to then build up antibodies to it. And I was like, what the fuck? What? I'm like injecting random men's blood into my body? What? And I remember saying to one of the midwives, can I, can my husband be that person? Because, you know, we're not, we weren't vaccinated <laughs> and, and that's another story. I was like, oh, no, I remember you bringing me going, but like there's another issue with that blood. And I'm like, what? And you're like, there is another issue. <laughs> And I was like, oh, cool. Right. So I was about to put vaccine in my body through some random man's blood, right? And so I, you know, I was really informed. I became deeply committed to being informed about the anti-D. I didn't actually need that. Didn't need the anti-D injection at all. I was full on. I was talking to Christy all the time. And then I I went. Vision of you like in like a suit, like a skirt suit with a clipboard, because I've actually seen Amanda like this. (laughs) She's the biggest organizer, delegator ever. Like you want her on your side, and I just she was like bang, 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 bang. And I'm like, oh, okay, they're in. And so it. this is what I did because I did. Well, look, I'm human, right? It was so intense that I was questioning my own myself, and I said to Christy and my husband, I'd be like, "Am I fucking? Am you're I wrong? Pregnant. Like, yeah. you're in like, like you're in another realm, right?" Like, you know, are they right? Am I being really fucking irresponsible? Even like school mums, like one school mum, God bless her. Um, she's I'm saying to her, the system is fucked, it won't let me birth. And she goes, No, we just don't like dead babies. 
Oh my god! And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm literally. Why would you say that to a pregnant woman? Um, you know, because she was so conditioned as well, so fucking conditioned. And so Mm. I went into. They called me up one day and said, "Can you come in for an appointment?" I became the talk of this whole wing at at Bega um, Hospital. And, I love that though. You're, you're, you're oh, doing something right, but. Oh my God. And I, every time they tried to say something, I'm like, no, absolutely not. And I knew I pulled the research up and they called me into this appointment, didn't tell me what it was, and called me into the office. And there was the um, midwife, there was the the um, what's the nurse unit manager of, of the um, birthing ward, there was the anaesthetist, an obstetrician, and another. And there was five professionals there and me. You scared the fuck out of them. Oh, their goal for me. So in the end, Sophie and I, this beautiful midwife, she's like, look, let's just tell them that you're going to have the cesarean. Let's plan for a cesarean. Then when it comes close to the time, just say you're not coming in. And I was like, I even said to you, like, it feels fucked. Like, I I, I don't even want to play that, you know, play that out. But I said that to them. um, And so... It got out that I was actually just pretending because I'd go to my midwife's appointment and go, yeah, I'm not actually having a Caesar. And they'd be like, what do you mean? You're booked in for a Caesar. You've had two Caesarians. You cannot go natural. And so somebody blew the whistle on me and they created this big fucking meeting. It's just so patronising, isn't it, and such a power play as opposed to centering it around you and really holding you through that journey and and addressing all of your, your, you know, fears or things that were coming up for you they but they just decided to do a power play and yeah mm. and they were not used to I mean we are a major hospital but it's still considered rural but we're the major hospital for our region they were they never had somebody speak up most people yeah. just go to fucking Canberra totally. and I even said to Luke should we just pay we would be looking at my mum we're caring for my mum so we'd be looking at getting someone to care for her staying in a motel for a month at least in Canberra, pulling the kids out of school, stopping my business so that I can naturally attempt to naturally birth in Canberra just in case something goes wrong. They're so used to just ticking boxes and just doing the most easy pathway. They don't actually giving tailored care. They're giving blanket care and you were like waking them up and making them actually have to work for once. You know what? (laughs) There were a few of them that kind of midwives I'm speaking that kind of went, go you and yeah. like I'm putting my thumbs up now because they yeah. were like they were like yeah you're doing it like awesome and so seeds that you did plant even like oh. ones they they mightn't like come out of their seed yet but it's there oh my god so many like so many people are craving to be empowered in so many ways like we all want the truth so when someone comes in we're like oh who is this like, right <laughs> and so that is what it became I was like I was a bit famous, to be honest. But you are famous. I'm right? a different level. <laughs> and so um, this meeting, I would they, love to there, hey. they actually fully attacked me in this meeting. Yeah. It was a full-blown fucking, like, attack. Like, yeah. they had shit printed out. They, all of them, and I called out every single fucking one of them. Every one of them, and it felt so good. Now, look, yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Like, can I just say, like, honestly, the whole time that we've been friends, which has been a fucking long time, mm-hmm. I have watched you in them situations many times <laughs> where you've been like, no, 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 it's not going to go this way. We're going to be doing this way. Because I just remember for many, many years looking at you and going, that's my best mate. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just, yeah. 
Sorry. Yeah. And so, you know, there was an added element here where I was it was sort of quite, I was quite raw, but in that moment I was in my fucking warrior. I was yeah. like, absolutely not. You know, I remember them giving me these bullshit statistics saying, and, and look, I, I right now don't have the numbers. At the time, I was really into it. And he basically, I remember the anesthetist going, you know, um, trying to tell me that 90% of, um, you know, VBACs end up in like emergency surgery and that they'd have to have all this blood on board and all these fierce stories and I just threw it back at them and I threw back the figures that I had found and you know spoke about all of the information that I had researched and I looked at uh, I remember the uh, a sort of turning point where they realized they were not going to fucking control me and, and will win and I said you know I understand what you're saying but you legally if I come into your hospital in labor legally you must see me is that correct and they went well yeah we can't turn you away. And I said, well, case closed. Like, that's it. That's it. Like, you've just told me, like, I have rights. So why are you trying to tell me I don't have rights? Why are you trying to fear me into going your way? I am choosing my path. You know, I am a sovereign being. I get to do this. I said, because right now I'm actually considering birthing at home without a midwife because I cannot get one down here. There's none available. And I'm so close to considering doing this at home because you are putting so much fear, like you are feeding this fear. I said, I'm actually, I'm concerned about your capacity to support me in a birth because you're so fearful of it. Like our our bodies are designed. Very powerful statement right there. Oh my God. Like our bodies are designed to do this, you know? Um, And so, you know, I actually said like, you're just saying this because you have to, correct? And they agreed and said, well, yeah, you know, and I'm like, you know, this is, this is bullshit. Um, and so after that, I, like, it was huge. I walked out. I think I made a big statement. They actually had a meeting with every single staff member. So everybody knew who I was, what my story was, that I was coming in in labor, that I was refusing a cesarean. Um, they all knew. And, you know, they she called me back in again and this time I took my husband with me because <laughs> I was like fuck them I was more sensitive too I was getting more and more sensitive the birthing portal was opening and I took Luke in and you know they weren't as intense with him but they still said like um things like we need to know when you're approaching labor so we can order your blood type in you've got a rare blood type and if you have um a um what's the word, a hemorrhage. We're going to make sure, we need to make sure we've got your blood type in stores and it only lasts for three days. So they were doing all this sort of fear talk as well. Um, and, you know, we had, it didn't help that we had different obstetricians every week. We're just constantly changing obstetricians. Um, even that in itself, like with, well, I thought you were high risk. Like wouldn't you have, right. you know? No, no. Well, because the system, right, we, we didn't have a full-time obstetrician. We had one who would do every four, like week on, week off, and then the other was just a fly-in. And so, you know, as we approached um, the birth, we had a, I was pretty much in early labour for several weeks. So I was waking up at the same time in the middle of the night, getting these incredible contractions, which was just, for me, so amazing to get to feel that. Yeah, and that's what you wanted. You just wanted oh. to feel. Wow. And I kept saying to everyone, can you just let me try? If I end up in a cesarean, I'm okay with that. Just let me try. Yeah. I just want to, I want to feel that um, labor. I want to feel the spontaneity of what day are you choosing your birthday to be instead of like going, I'm cutting you out on this day because the system told me to. <laughs> um, and I'll just quickly say too, I, I did do um, 
Christy and Lucy's um, course in that last, it was really, it was like the last period of my pregnancy, um, which was a huge. Yeah, you jumped on pretty randomly. You're like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I just went, I just went, you know what? I think it was for me wanting to be in the room with people who got it. Not yeah. just like, I mean, I could call Christy anytime, but there were several women in this beautiful, beautiful program and, yeah. and Lucy as well. And it was this beautiful mixture. Christy and Lucy have got this beautiful um, alchemy when they come together. But I also because- knew that Lucy would be like for you, because like obviously we know each other. I'm like, yeah, but Lucy's like, she's different to us where oh, she's yeah. just got this, she's like calm she's the soft gentleness. she holds really feminine space like she does we're a bit more like, woo, 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 woo. I'm like right. wait till you see what lucy will soften you to the core and that's what i was requiring i felt that i because i was in warrior mode um you know i was really craving the softness you know yeah. and i remember lucy having the one-on-one with you and I've, I've worked with so many powerful healers and, and usually I have to have people that I feel have the capacity to hold my big energy. And that session was like soul shifting for me, Lucy, because the softness and the gentleness. You make me want to cry. <laughs> it's so, it's like, it's it's so true. I'm getting so teary over me. <laughs> it really was. Like it was yeah. really profound for me. And at that point in my journey, it was just, I, there was no like, yeah, you can do it. It was like, of course you can, you know, and this this deep connected soul heart energy of just just gentle, gentle, you know. Um, the mother energy. So, hey? <laughs> the mother energy. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the course that I'd done, the program, what was it called again? The Sacred it's Birth. It's escaping me. Sure. Yeah, the sacred birthing workshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was incredible for me. Incredible. Yeah, so, and being that in that such space. A beautiful bunch of women too. Hey. Oh, honestly, I and I spoke about it in my stories, but if you're listening um now and you are not even if you're pregnant, if you've ever given birth or if you ever want to, or you just want to understand yourself deeper, I would strongly recommend when they bring that back to jump yeah. in. You know, it's send them not, an email. It's so necessary for like women to just women. Because yep. it's like it's it's even Really, like even what you do, what we do, it's all very connected. Right. Absolutely. It's deeply connected. And, you know, that really helped and supported the journey I was in because I felt empowered and more connected. And so um, I went into early labor. I'm not early labor. So I went into labor for several weeks, same time every night. I was timing the contractions and I was like, fuck, this is it. This is it. And I could feel my um, pelvis moving and I could feel the pressure and I just remember being there going, this is so fucking awesome. And, you know, through the day I was like, holy fuck. Like I had the waddle, I had all the all the things, purple light above the bum, all the things. And it just, we just didn't get to that next stage and it just kept happening again and again. And then the night um, of Zion's birth, that's his name, um, it happened again. And I said to my husband, you know, early in the evening, it's going to be tonight. I could just feel it. And I was like 41 weeks at this point. So you can imagine the uproar at the hospital like 41 weeks now you're at risk of stillbirth now you you know you we need to intervene like they were fucking just next level even friends like one of my very best friends um debbie was like oh my god like a woman had a stillbirth at 41 weeks like you need you just you should just go in there incredible the fear that gets brought up for people hey like it's normal 
like how do you feel like how do you feel um and so yeah I said to my husband it's going to be tonight I felt something moving I just felt it and I done all the things I done like the yoga um prenatal um you know yoga course I was really connected with my body and I woke up at one o'clock in the morning and was in labor and I felt it and it was moving along and it was beautiful and I sat there probably one of the happiest moments of my entire life feeling the deep contractions and feeling him moving and then I started bleeding and I went that's my plug it's happening I'm I'm, you know it's all beautiful and I thought I'm just going to go back to bed for a bit because it's you know middle of the night I'll just like nurture myself and I woke my husband and said, what's happening? I'm in labour. I've had like the plug come out and it was just blood, but I just assumed it was a plug. And then I started getting some really different pains, right? Like, so it it wasn't this contraction pain I've been feeling. It was like a sharp kind of stabbing, quite a deep pain actually. And it alerted me. And I got back up and I had a lot of blood, like like quite a bit of blood. And I sort of connected him with myself and I was I was fear in that moment, in my humanness, like, fuck, I just feel like this isn't right. But my soul's like, no, I want it to be, I want it to be. And so I woke my husband up. I'd taken photos and contacted the midwives and they, of course, they all knew what was going on and she said that's, that's a lot of blood and I think that you should just at least come in, you know. She's like, just, just please just come in. And so I... Um, it was like 6.30 a.m. and I said to Luke, we're, we're going to have to go in. I just feel like something is not right. And I, I remember I messaged Lucy, I messaged you, Christy. I was like, somebody tell me that, I, that I'm okay because, fuck, I'm in my humanness here and shit, it's happening. And, of course, there were those cards. Pardon? I pulled some cards. Yes. And one come up and it was just, I can't even remember what it was. It was just like surrender. Or it, was it was. No, I think it was trust. It was trust. trust. Yeah, and trust. so... I pulled the kids out of bed and I'm like, I'm in labour and I could feel it. I was in labour and I've gone um, into the hospital. It's about a 20-minute drive. And I remember thinking on the way in, what have I done? Maybe they were right. Maybe I should have listened to them, you know. And I looked at Luke and I was like, fuck, Luke. And I looked up at the sky and there was a perfectly formed love heart in the sky. And I just, in that moment, I was like, everything is exactly as it's meant to be, everything. Yeah. So we got to the hospital. They were like, we need to take you to emergency Caesar. I was like, absolutely not. Nope, we're not doing it. Um, and we had a couple of hours where they were kind of, um, you know, monitoring me, monitoring him. And they said, look, you know, it is, it is up to you um, what you want to do from here on in. It's your choice. Thank God, finally. Yeah, right. Finally. They were, they were centering you in the experience, finally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and because the guy I'd had, this beautiful little Pee Wee Herman-looking obstetrician, (laughs) (laughs) and he looked at me and he goes, of course you can birth. And I said, what would you, if I stayed here and continued in labour, I went home or whatever, I said, how do you feel about, you know, doing a Caesar here? I said, everyone's so scared and wants to send me to care. He goes, no. He goes, this is what I do. This is what I do. Of course you guys will take you down there and have a Caesar. Easy, easy. And I just remember looking at him and I was like, thank you so fucking much. Wow. All you needed to hear the whole time. Why did I have to fight you people this whole time instead of just right. I mean, I probably would have softened a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. I'm safe. I'm 100%. So I asked him every question under the sun, every question you could think of. And Luke's standing there, my husband, and he's like, 
babe, you've already asked that. You're kind of getting him a bit of a lecture now. <laughs> I even watched Luke do that, like where you're like, oh, da, 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 and you can see Luke in the background going, like getting real stressed, like, fuck, don't, like, she's going to blow. <laughs> yeah, but it's your day. It's your birthday. You, right, you get to right. give a and lecture. You get excited. to ask all the questions. Yeah, and I got excited. I remember saying to my guides, and I said, if I need to have this cesarean, Give me an undeniable sign. And I'm like, I'm going to go to the toilet. If there's lots of blood, I'll do it. Yeah. And yeah. so I hadn't had any bleeding for a couple of hours. I went to the toilet and there was lots of blood. And I went, mm. okay, bub, this is what we'll do. So I said to them, she goes, oh, you know, we'll put you on the list. I said, no, no, I'll have a cesarean, but I want to go next. I'm not sitting here all fucking day. I want to mm. go next. And so the, the nurse unit manager came and she's like, yep, yeah, fucking no worries. We'll have you in there in 20 minutes. And I said to Luke, all right, we're doing it. I had a big cry, a really yeah. big release. Um, and you know, the nurse came in, she goes, Amanda, I've never had anybody fight so hard. She's like, you need to be proud of yourself, you know? And throughout my pregnancy, I had this thing with threes, with triangles and threes. And Christy will remember, it was like, I had my three best friends with me for um, my blessing way. Everything was about threes. And so we went and it was theater number three. Then they put me in bed number 33. And so everything was like three. And I was like, okay, this is meant to be. I yeah. got to be awake. I said, I got my lotus birth. Um, you know, this man, I said, if I'm doing Incredible. this, I'm And I said, oh, they're telling me I can't have it, but I want it. And he said, what do you want? I said, I want a lotus birth. I said, I want you to to put him on me with his placenta still attached. And, to, and I taught him, I said, did you realize that a baby actually lo- you know, is losing so much of their blood as soon as you cut the cord? And this probably 50-year-old obstetrician, thousands of births said, no, I didn't know that. And he said, I've never done a lotus birth. What do I do? And so I told him, I shit you not. And, like, we went in together as a team and I had yeah. those, I had a mid- student midwife. She said, do you want me to film this? I said, yes, please. So oh, she's my filming God. It. And they lifted him up and, and straight on to me, still connected. And I had the cleanest, cleanest energetically and physically, the cleanest cesarean you could imagine. He went straight onto the boob and started feeding. I'm going to fucking cry. I was crying. Luke was crying. The nurses were crying. We were all just like, oh, my God. And it was was like life-changing because it was my terms, my way, my choice, my time, my way, my body, my baby, you know, and they all had to. They had to. There were people in there that were like, why the fuck someone filming? It's not allowed. You know, um, where's the sheet? Oh, we can't touch this. We can't touch that. With the lotus birth, they're like, oh, oh get contaminated, you know, and then it goes back into the surgery zone. I said, that's my body. I'll choose. Like, don't care. This is what we're doing. Like, yeah. And so we broke so many rules for bigger hospital that day. And, you know, Amazing. Oh, so many programs that people had had as well. And, you know, um, he was perfect. It was perfect. And I have never experienced the birthing portal. And it was the deepest, most beautiful, sacred fucking space that I have ever been in. You know, he he came out, he still had like he, you know, we were the placenta was connected. Everything was fucking beautiful. Every part of it. I had no medication. Then they're going, you need to have medication. Like you've just had a cesarean. This is stupid. This is wild. Don't know. I'll have Panadol. That's it. I, I want to feel all of this. So I actually had a cesarean with no 
um, you know, the recommended pain relief. And, and everyone's like, oh, you're crazy. You know, you won't be able to get up. And I got up and I said, of course I can. Of course yeah. I fucking can. And, you know, that's, I push myself to my edges and I just set that, what I was going to do and I'd done it. And yeah. I remember um, the nurse unit manager coming in and that afternoon and she went, you did it. And I was like, sorry. And she goes, you got what you wanted. And I was like, yeah, I did. And she goes, thank you. And I went, she goes, it was honestly the most annoying fucking patient because you created so much more work for me and so much stress for me. She's like, but you did it. And the nurses, Luke caught a nurse in the hallway and they were like, oh, is that Amanda Harris in there? Luke's like, yeah. And she's like, can I go in and talk to her? Oh, my God. But is just, you just... I'm not like at all fucking surprised, but you, it. I just got no words. Like you're just so amazing. Like I love you so much. <laughs> you took up you the know, space. <laughs> the space, yeah. And you know, I was so supported by you guys. Like you two in the that that final fucking journey. Um, deeply supported by you both, <laughs> and felt really held. And I, I definitely know that it would have been different if I didn't have that level of, of awareness to lean into because I've got my own awareness. I'm deeply connected to my body, my guides. But in terms of like pregnancy and, and mm. how that looks and how that could or should or would look, that was you guys, you know. But you don't you think like me. we're mirrors, like that's this is another reason why the sisterhood, like why it's just so powerful and so yeah. because even like I look at my like, you know, even my partnership with Lucy and my whole life with you, like you have always, I wouldn't be the person I am today without you. Right. Did so I? We're yeah. like just yeah. mirroring back our. hundred um, percent. Just our life. my blessing way. Like I look at yeah. my baby showers, you know, and there's like people drinking and we were just fucking just. Actually, I remember your baby shower with Georgia, your first oh. one. I, I had a bottle, like I had a glass of champagne on your belly. Yeah. Pouring it and being like, yeah, like, ah. and then you know, my blessing way with Zion was fucking probably again. You can find that on my page. The deepest experience of my fucking life. And she made a medicine drum during it too. And made a medicine drum. And you know, also I was grieving my mum at this point. You know, she was she was dying before my eyes. I we cared for her, so everything was just fucking deep. And it was the things that held me and made this birth journey the most beautiful was the connection with myself and the connection in sisterhood. Yeah. You know, I ran a, a retreat of 15 women while I was 25 weeks pregnant for a whole weekend. It was this sisterhood. It was like I was creating these spaces of women because that's what I was needing as well, you know. Um so we're, that, all, we're all mirrors. We're, we're just all mirrors fucking to each other to we are to remind us of our like of our true selves. Like so, who we are. In my in my blessing way, there were three three of my best friends, and I remember seeing the triangle again. And I said, "Oh my god!" And we were all sitting down on the earth, and I looked at them and I went, oh, and it was body, mind, soul, mm. and it was like you know the three of you representing my body, my mind, and my soul. And you know it was like I was you know tuning into the strength of each of my closest women to activate that within me. You yeah. know, and I and I did, and I fucking did. You know, yeah. um, everything was sacred. We see on everything. Um, who I led in that room, people would come in, and I was like, please don't talk. It was like I I didn't have I didn't want words. I wanted to just be, yeah. and I stayed in that sacred space 
for a solid, solid month. Luke's mum had come to watch the kids and said, I'll stay for a month, however long you want. And the day I got home, I asked her to go. Yeah. So I'm sorry, like I can't, and I love her. I love her, but she was not in the birthing pool. Her energy was heightened and like, let me fix, let me do, let me help. And mm. I was like, oh, I just need to be. Just please. And like, mind you, this baby of yours, I, holy fucking hell. I, when I met Zion, I was just like, who is he? So he's so, this is a child who, you know, (laughs) I had him on my, um, he had the sniffles probably a couple of months old and I put him on my bed behind, this is not a video, but put my my bed behind me, I'm in my office and I put him on there to give him healing and he, he literally spoke to me and like laughed at me and it was, he was laughing at me as though to say like, like, I'm a shaman. Why are you trying to heal me? Like, that was the energy. He's so fucking powerful. He's actually got eyes like Finn, Lucy's son. He's yes. like deep as yes. the ocean. Like, not not even the ocean because they've they both got brown eyes, but just deep where you're like, oh, even a little, a little bit intimidated. Like, oh, yep. I, can see I felt myself. intimidated by my own son. And, and Ocean, <laughs> so Zeon's middle name is Ocean. Mm. And my whole birth, yeah. my whole journey, I was like, his name's going to be Ocean, but my husband chose Zeon, which is obviously perfect. But Wait, what star yeah. sign is Zeon? Zeon's Pisces Aries cusp. Yeah, because he's a Pisces because Finn's a cancer, isn't the he? Water. The water. The water. The water men. Okay. They're the divine mass. Finn is double cancer. Oh. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm cancer. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got. And, and you know, I think what I, because we're, we're I'm late, but I, what I really wanted to share with everybody was the difference between my experiences and the the, the pregnancy, the birth, and also postpartum and who the children become, the difference there was, or the biggest contributing factor there was the connection that I'd had with myself. And, you know, in the birthing realm, the best thing you can do for your child, for yourself, is to heal, to deeply connect with yourself, to go into the fucking depths of your soul and the birthing portal gives you that opportunity. Yeah. You know, we, we we are all given this opportunity to feel deeply. And society has said, work up until you're 38 weeks, work until, you know, be, be distracted, let lots of people in your circle, do this, do that. And, you know, really that is our most sacred time of our life. It's when we get to access our deepest wisdoms. And the other only other time I've experienced that was in the death portal. When I lost my sister and also recently. And they're just one and the same, really. They're one in the fucking same. It's wild because when we, it's look, the world's opening for a soul to come into the physical or for a soul to leave the physical. And when that occurs, you know, the the the, the veil between the, the physical and spiritual energetic world is, is so thin that you yeah. get to access your deepest wisdoms, your deepest knowings, your deepest, you know, trust in yourself. And it is just. Um, and we do actually get this practice when when we bleed, like yes, so yes. Open. That's as women, like we we it it start we 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 are in training. Like as soon as our first bleed comes, like we're in training for these big moments. But then we've been conditioned to have shame around that condition. You know, even um, postpartum, I didn't let anyone in for a really long time. I didn't want to take him to meet people, to see people. It was it was so sacred. And everyone's going, oh my God, are you okay? And I was more than okay. I was in this like fucking wild reel with my child, like yeah. wild. 
softness. Like even my husband is like, oh, my God, I've never seen you like this. Yeah, you've like, you've had a mad rebirth. Like, oh, oh. It, and just everything's changed. But It is. It's what you just said then, and I've, I've read this in one of your posts, and it was when your child is born, it's not just your child that's born. It's, it's, it's you as a mother. It doesn't matter how many, how many babies you've had, you, you're reborn. Yeah. You have the opportunity to be reborn. And, um, you know, if you haven't experienced that, jump into the world of these women or even, in you know, me, like whichever, wherever you're called, because it's never too late to heal from your birthing journey and to, yeah. to you know, create that beautiful sacred connection with yourself and you can, you know, reflect back on your journey. Isn't that what life. life's about though? Like, right. like coming back to who we really are? Coming like- home to self. It's all, that's all, that's why everyone mirrors stuff to us constantly. Like, cause it's like, where right. do I need to heal? Where do I need to, where do I need to go to, who am I? Like, and I feel right. like birth too is like the portal to, to motherhood. Cause we're raising like the next generation of the world. Right. Like we need, right. we need awakened mothers. We need right. mothers that are in their bodies in presence. So that like, cause you know, we, our kids pick up on that with us, you know, we, we're God. Absolutely. And the world's waking up. And I think, you know, some of the most sacred work to be done, I mean, I'm a healer and a therapist myself, but some of the most sacred work that we can do is with the mothers. Fully. And he's holding the mothers and allowing the mothers to actually feel the true um, sacredness. It, it, it is that word, right? The sacredness yeah. of the pregnancy birthing and postpartum journey this is what completely prepares you for mothering this and that's is why like the red thread and stuff like you know mm. the, red thread, the matriarch on, yeah. like we have to go into that because things have been passed down that we're not even conscious of right and that's how we're going to work out who we are like what has been passed down to me what has been like what is my, not mine to carry like you need to be aware right. of the cycles you need to be aware so you can unravel them to find out who you are so to break these right. cycles and create health. Right. And-, and to create, you know, I guess like it's the new world. This is what yeah, we're doing. The new earth, and yeah. It's the new earth, yeah. Mm. And this is this is what we are doing as women as and for you guys as birth keepers and, you know, medicine women, it is supporting other women to have that deep connection with self. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I want to reiterate, it doesn't matter whether you've had it previously, you get to, you can foster this now. Yeah. You can foster this now. Yeah. Um, or I've... No, you've got to go. So, Amanda, like, thank you. This was, like, legit such a oh, medicine, like, deep medicine listening to this story. My goodness. Like, thank you so much. Yeah. I just, thank yeah, you. I love you so much. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for your contribution mm. to my birth with Sion because oh. I was so fucking held by both of you. And, I mean, Christy, you kind of, you've always had that role for me. But, Lucy, like, you came yeah, in yeah, and yeah. held me when I really needed it. Yeah. You it was know? such and a privilege. Thank you. It really was. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, jump in and work with these women if you get the opportunity. Um, guys, you can connect with me on MySpace. Yes. So Amanda Harris Healing, Facebook, Instagram, all the we'll things. We'll pop all of your yeah. details in the show notes and um, and tag you and do all of the things. Awesome. And I want to share what we were talking about for that post, but my phone. Yeah, we'll share, oh, we'll share yeah. your birth your birth yeah, story cool. post yeah. that you did. All right, oh, thank yeah. you so much, beautiful Love you. woman. Thank, thank you. you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.